0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards, he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If You are the Son of God. Command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their magnificence. And he said to him, All these I shall give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve then the devil left him and behold angels came and ministered to him the gospel of the Lord praise to you Lord Jesus Christ
1: good morning today today's liturgy is all about sin and temptation <laughs> Exciting, (laughs) not the reaction I thought I was gonna get. (laughs) In his book, The Truth About Us, Brant Hansen writes, talks about every single one of us, think of us, think of ourselves as morally superior than most, we look around and We haven't done anything too spectacular, right? And so we feel good about ourselves and that we are experts at justifying and making excuses and not recognizing our own self-centeredness. I mean, we are really good at it. And if there was a universal degree, doctoral degree, it would be in that, okay? And it's very interesting how he goes about saying just how easy it is for us to want to make excuses. But when that happens, we can't repent. And we can't come to our Lord in mercy and say, I'm sorry, Lord, for I have sinned and I need you. I can't do this without you. And so it's not an act of what I would call trying to humiliate myself and I'm no good because we don't want to go in that direction either. I, I'm no good. I've sinned and there's nothing I can do. And I, as Luther said, I'm a vile dung heap and I'm terrible, terrible. No, we don't believe that. We believe that we are really good at making excuses and we can be really selfish at times. Yes, and we also believe that we have been loved by God infinitely and that we have this infinite dignity And that in recognizing that I have sinned, I need to go and depend on him and his mercy and live that dignity. But if I deny I, have temptations, or I'm a sinner. People come, you know, I, I haven't gone to confession in 30 years, but I really haven't sinned. I say, well, maybe I should go to confession to you. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so there's, we should not be afraid of admitting that we're human, okay? And humanity has done some pretty terrible things, and we're not perfect, but that gives us and prepares us to depend totally on His grace and on His goodness. Now, God gives us the Ten Commandments as a help. Watch out for these. If you follow them, you can be happy. If you don't, you're going to be in trouble, right? Yeah, We also talk about the seven deadly sins, right? I had too much breakfast, but we're not going into that one, right? I'm going to have donuts today. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the roots of our sins. That which makes me a little bit narcissistic and self-centered. Because when we begin to understand our tendency to be self-centered, then we have problems. Am I centered on myself or am I centered on God? And in the gospel, we have Jesus fasting for 40 days. Can you imagine the devil going and saying, hey, imagine the most delicious bread with butter melted on top. Wouldn't you like that? Wow. I mean, he is hitting him at his greatest need. Right? So from Christ's point of view, this is a tough temptation. He is 40 days without eating anything, and he is famished. This bread looks better than anything. It is a temptation for the immediate. Then he takes him to the parapet. Now, the parapet was the highest point in the temple, overlooking the entire plaza, if you want to say, in front of the temple where they did all the business. There were between 1,000 and 1,500 people there every day. So can you imagine him being on the top of the parapet? Half of Jerusalem would have found out and rushed to see him. What is this guy doing on top of the parapet? And all of a sudden, him doing a swan dive. And he gets two inches from the ground, and the angels catch him, and he pops up. The applause. Wow. Was that cool? You're special. And what's the temptation there for for our Lord? Can you imagine 40 days without seeing anybody in the desert? How starved we would be for interaction with other people. He longed for this interaction. And throwing himself down and having these crowds applaud. That would have been, wow, very satisfying. It was another need. The third one is he is totally weak. After 40 days in the desert, can you imagine he is confronted with the depth of his own weakness and he says, hey, I'll give you all the kingdoms. You can be the king. You can have all the power in the world. For somebody who's totally weak, wow, what a temptation. And these temptations, we could also call them pride, vanity, and sensuality. Sensuality, bread. Vanity, the parapet coming down and getting the applause of everyone. And pride, this power, this control over others. But it was not only for Christ a temptation of the moment, but it was also a type of what type of Messiah he would become. If he was the Messiah of giving people what they need, infinite bread, right? Help, Wow. That could be a really popular Messiah. But No, it's not by bread alone. I am a Messiah to reveal my Father's love for you, to redeem you from sin. So he rejects that type of Messiah. He could have been a Messiah of popularity as a magician, and everybody going, wow, let's see what Jesus does now. And we'll follow him everywhere. And he rejected that after the multiplication of the loaves, right? He went off because he did not want to be that type of Messiah. That's not, that's testing God. That's not what he wants. And the third one is this control over others. And not allowing God to be God. No. You will serve God. We're here to serve God and God alone. And so... What do we learn from this? We learn that we have to be very careful with our own materialism. How much do I worry about the things of the world? What I'm to eat? What am I to drink? My clothes, my house, my car. All of those things, do they define me? My own popularity? Do I do what I do so that others will applaud, so that others will recognize how great I am? That's vanity. Or do I try to control others, spouse, kids, grandkids? Do I try to control because I don't trust God? All of these three things are subtle ways that we make ourselves in the center that we obsess about ourselves. And so many times we don't have anything to go to confession for because uh, the Ten Commandments, yeah, no, didn't do anything. haven't killed anybody yet. Maddled my brother a little bit, but no, I'm good. I don't need to go to confession. How long has it been? Ah, 20 years. We're never going to experience his mercy. We're never going to experience... This metanoia or change of heart, this conversion where we experience his love in an incredibly strong way. And we can easily fall into self-righteousness. I'm better than most, and yet each and every one of us are being tempted, and we need to recognize it and flee to the Lord. Lord, I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me. I love you.
0: Thank you for joining us at your daily homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish or to support this ministry, please click on the links provided. Until our next time together,
1: be safe. And God bless.